Hello, my name is Larry Dobrow. I am MM&M's executive editor, and I am thrilled to be a part of today's sponsored podcast with Helio. Today we have Chief Commercial Officer Matt Holland and Senior Vice President, Digital and Innovation, Zach Gursky. Matt and Zach, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thanks so much, Larry. Good to be with you. So, you know, it's interesting. Uh, once once everything uh, shut down last year, we started our podcasts, our video events, everything else with the same question. So I'm going to give you guys a chance to answer it as well. How are you? How has the last year been? Um, how has Helio weathered this uh, unprecedented storm that we've all been in? From an overall perspective, you know, we ask ourselves that, that question a lot, Larry, and it's really remarkable because it's it's been a very, very, very difficult year for a lot of people in, in the United States and around the world. Thankfully, our business has not been negatively impacted. And I think a lot of that has to do with the need for, for digital and the leverage or the ability, I should say, for uh, industry and marketers to engage with healthcare providers who you know, have limited access to their offices. They're not traveling to conferences. You know, have have don't have that window, if you will. So, uh, whether it be traditional digital advertising or programmatic advertising or deep engagement programs, uh, we've seen increased demand. So we're really very thankful, you know, and appreciative for that, considering you know how difficult the last twelve months have been for for so many folks. To that end, before we start talking more about ad tech and you know the meat of Helio's business, what 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 are some of the things that Helio has learned during this last uh, 12 months or so. Um, you know, what are some of the things from the pandemic that you can take away and continue to use in business after we're past this, which will hopefully be sooner than later? Yeah, yeah I, I think the um, the biggest learning, at least from my, my perspective, and I'd be curious you know, to hear what, what Zach has to say on this as well, is that you know, we're traditionally uh, an organization with deep roots in, in news you know, and information and, and really you know, that's what we've done for, for decades. And we kind of came back to that, you know, in the past year, meaning our users want content and they want consumable content in all sorts of different forms. So whether it be highlights from medical conferences that are no longer taking place, or, you know, we've seen a significant growth in our podcast portfolio. Uh, we've seen, you know, the idea, obviously, of video being becoming more and more important. So, we're sort of leaning back into the things we historically, you know, have done well. You know, the question, you know, we ask as we come out of this is what's next? You know, what what do the next twelve months look like? And how much of this transformation, you know, into into digital at a sort of a rapid pace, how much does that stay around? You know, will things shift back to the way they were before? You know, I think no one really knows. But our our roots again as a provider of content, news, and information really served us pretty well during the pandemic. Zach, what do you think? Um, are there other other areas where you think that there are some takeaways? Some, I mean, not that there's anything that's good that has come out of this, but you know, maybe some learnings that you can pull forward after this. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel like we were uh, having to adapt very quickly, and then help as we were dog fooding solutions we were coming up with at the same time we were also helping uh, our partners use those same kinds of tech right so an example would be uh helping a partner who's used to doing conferences uh in person uh to make those virtual right and and we were having to learn how to do that uh both for our own communication with our physicians and amongst ourselves. At the same time as we were adopting to global macro uh, 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 massive event in COVID, you know, in my little corner of the world, uh, which is highly focused on digital advertising technology, 
there's these other massive changes coming. So while we were adopting to not working, going to a physical office and doing those things, we were also changing our technology to uh, be ready for the, sort of the next uh, way, all of the sort of pipes that connect uh, our advertisers to us, to our physician users, they're all changing and, and we're having to change our technology to be ready for that as well. And that actually provides a perfect lead-in to um, ad tech and specifically some of the new opportunities that ad tech is creating for medical marketers um, and their communications with providers. Matt, why don't you give us sort of the, the big picture, the uh, you know thousand feet from above perspective on that? What's sort of the state of the union right now for some of those communications? And what we've seen, and, and I don't know, you know, kind of building off the last question about the impact of, of COVID, what, what we've seen, and, and I think it's going to be an issue and an opportunity going forward, is really the desire of, of marketers and, and our customers to look at integrated offerings. You know, so the idea of being able to leverage traditional digital display advertising, we still do a fair amount of, of work in print, you know, print journals, obviously. We have live events and we do programmatic, but this ability to target you know, your customer, you're the physician, the healthcare provider you're trying to reach in a very efficient and effective way, but then pull back out of that engagement, you know, the analytics and the measurement and the ROI. So the ability, you know, again, to offer clients this sort of one-stop shop, a platform that allows them to pull all these different levers is sort of where we see it going. And, and you know, our Heliolytics offering and, and the business that Zach helps us run is a critical part of that. So the evolution from broad to targeted to now very hyper-targeted from a reach perspective, the, the ability that we have to offer all of those options under one roof, if you will, if we were under a roof together, um, is, is I think a differentiator for us as an organization. Zach, uh, same question for you from where you're sitting, but also with sort of the added dimension of what we're seeing with marketing towards HCP, are we getting closer to what we've seen for a long time in other verticals, you know, specifically in the consumer vertical? Yeah, you know, in some ways, uh, I think we, we may be leapfrogging consumer on the HCP side. Our partners in industry, they've been doing addressable advertising, right? Uh, we want to target this very specific group of providers that our, our solution is highly relevant to. Um, they've been doing that since before Al Gore invented the internet, right? They, they just didn't know it was called addressable media. It was detailing or <laughs> it was a direct mail piece. Um, and so when you think about where ad tech has been going uh, for several years in terms of one-to-one -one deterministic matching, getting that right message to the right person at the right time, it really lends itself to HCP. In the medical marketing realm, uh, you know, probably more so than direct-to-consumer where uh, the, the, you know, targeting on the consumer side could deal with sensitive information, right? But on the HTTP side, it really is about uh, recognizing the professional persona of a provider uh, and getting her the message that helps her treat her patients better. Um, you know, Helio is an organization that's done this for a while and has done it very well for a while. Tell me a little bit about your differentiation. You know, what, what is, you know, without asking you to give away the secret sauce, what, what are some of the things that you're offering that are resonating in a way that, you know, maybe it's not resonating as much for some others? Matt, I, I feel like we could answer that question uh, speaking globally across a lot of solutions in terms of custom live events, print, and our, our, our Helio.com website, but we could also speak to the ad tech. So 
Do you want to speak to the global answer first, and I'll, I'll follow on with uh, our heliolytics technology? Uh, for sure, yeah. And I think uh, the idea that this sort of one-to-one engagement, this idea of trying to determine you know, you know, the phrase of either sequential marketing or next best action or, or whatever the, the other step or the next step that a marketer wants to, to kind of pull to, to get to the audience and deliver a message or communication is sort of where this is all going. I mean, and obviously in certain mediums, it's easier than others. You know, live and print is not as measurable in a way as, as digital is. But what's you know, very exciting, Larry, about what I think we've got going on that's a little bit different than others is the heliolytics technology that Zach and his team have built. And I think that for us tying, you know, ties it all together going forward. And we're looking at actually leveraging, Zach can definitely talk about this in, in greater detail, leveraging what they've built for other parts of our business, whether it be email marketing, uh, the deep engagement models that, that we've deployed for, for custom programs. So I'll, I'll stop there and let Zach weigh in on, on heliolytics and the technology that, that they've built. We incubated Heliolytics out of this medical publishing business that for several decades has been really good at delivering uh, industry's message in endemic content, in medical content, whether that was a printed journal or on our Helio.com website uh, at a a conference, even now uh, across several different podcasts. And so what we wanted to do was extend the reach uh, of those programs uh, outside of medical content. And and we, we built a best of class technology called Heliolytics, uh, which was doing, which is doing that. Um, and uh, what we decided to do was understand what we're great at. Like we are great at building first party relationships with physicians. We're really good at understanding the needs of industry in terms of how they want to target the tools they need to plug into their marketing stack, both for the targeting and also to receive back reporting and help with uh, attribution modeling, and then uh, connect that to the larger ad ecosystem, and you could call it ad tech, but it really goes beyond that, right? So it could be a DSP to buy a programmatic ad on a site that has nothing to do with medical, or it could be even targeting uh, a physician when she's in one of these walled gardens that we read about in the Wall Street Journal of the New York Times all the time, like a a Twitter or Facebook, Instagram. And then as you build all that infrastructure, you realize, oh, well, we can plug that right back into that endemic messaging. So now we can help sequentially message that provider, whether underground, when they're looking at the Facebook feed, when they're reading about medical news, when they're planning their next conference. So we'll, we'll follow them on, in the day and, and we'll make the messaging smart sort of based on what they've already seen and, and, and know and what they still need to learn. Here's a question. I think it builds off what both of you have just said um, in response to the last question. How challenging is it to stay ahead? Um, you know, this is very much not a stationary target. What does Helio had to do differently to stay ahead at a time when, you know, things are changing, you know, by the month, basically? I think part of what we need to do is understand where our value proposition is. What, what is it that we add to this ecosystem uniquely? Uh, and really focus on that and then understand what are complementary pieces. We have not been in the consumer business. We don't have direct relationships with consumers. So we haven't played in DTC. There's a whole uh, group of really strong competitors who've been very focused in trying to automate the buying and selling ads in medical journal sites and aggregate the ad inventory of medical publishers. They're trying to be a sort of a, an honest broker, neutral party of Switzerland, so to speak. I think as, a, as, a, as one of the largest publishers, it would be hard for us at this moment to go to competitors and say, hey, let us sell your ad inventory for you. So 
we haven't been as focused on that. So what we've been very focused on is what are we good at and what does the market need? So again, building on that first party relationship, we've been building uh, targeting tech to reach those physicians, not on when they're on our medical site only or not on our competitors, uh, but elsewhere around the web. And then also recognize as well that while there's uh, our own proprietary technology that we built in Helolytics, there's other things that I think as a medical publisher, we would not be as good at replicating. So where it's made sense, we've partnered. So the biggest demand side platforms, the biggest technologies which you use to buy programmatic advertising, the biggest DMPs, the platforms that move data across those platforms, and also, again, those walled gardens, we're plugging into them and we're using that infrastructure. Uh, and they're helping us get prepare for a lot of those changes coming down the pipe and really focusing our technology development on the places where there's there was an unmet need. Matt, do you have anything to add to what um, Zach just said? Um, you know, the evolution and Helio keeping up with it. Yeah, I think um, it's fascinating to me because I think as one of the last family-owned, operated you know, medical publishing companies that's truly independent. I mean, we, we are going to continue to be owned and managed by the Slack family. Uh, it's fascinating. We've had to evolve, to Zach's point. You know, we're taking what is a legacy print publishing business, which is now really a digital first business in a lot of different ways. So those expectations of, of our customers and, and, and the clients that we deal with, you know, I, I think about, and, and Zach's led the charge on this also, the reporting component. I mean, back in the day, it was sort of aggregate reporting. And now it's obviously physician and user level reporting that used to be monthly and then weekly, and now in some cases daily or real time. So you know, we've had to sort of embed this technology, this focus on innovation into a company, you know, that wasn't always perceived this way. And it's been, you know, fascinating to watch and it's been a lot of fun to work on because you know, to Zach's point, we kind of have this legacy, this this trust, this this relationship we've built with our users. And now we're allowed to sort of leverage all of that in, in a different way, in a much different environment than than most of us are used to, to dealing with. And I'm sure it's only going to continue to evolve as we as we go forward. Speaking of that evolution, um, tell me a little bit, and this is a question for both of you, tell me a little bit about how some of the conversations that you're having, you know, circa mid-March 2021, how some of those conversations with clients are evolving. What are some of the things that you're hearing that their needs are, the needs are being met, the needs aren't being met? Um, characterize them for me. You know, my my take on that, Larry, is that, um, and this again, uh, I'll be proven right or wrong, maybe a year or two from now. I feel like the marketers and, and the people that we're dealing with in industry are psychologically sort of changing their view and and how they look at the market. Meaning, with conferences, you know, no longer happening live with Salesforce and detail, you know, reps and others sort of not in market. I think they're looking at digital a lot differently. I mean, they, they obviously allocated a lot of resources to it, but I think they're looking at it in a much more measurable way. And their expectations of the companies and, and the partners they work with are going up because I think they need to extract more ROI out of digital than they used to. And so, you know, I keep thinking about kind of the reporting aspect of it and tying together, you know, if they're doing different things with us, like I mentioned before, deep engagement or email or display or programmatic, how do you tie all that together to show what impact, 
you had on a particular user that may be on one of their target lists. So I, I think the, the view on digital has matured a lot. You know, we've always talked about how it's evolved over the years, but now I think the expectations on people that do the things that we do are becoming higher as, you know, as the environment's changed. And I think COVID's had a lot, a lot to do with that. Zach, from your perspective, how have some of those client conversations evolved? Yeah, well, I would say one, just working with our salespeople, I think now more than ever, our company, when we're having those engagements with clients, uh, it is more of a conversation. Uh, you know, when all you have is a hammer, every problem looks like a nail, right? So if you were to walk into a meeting and say, well, I sell ads in a print journal for a living, or I sell ads that appear on a website, you're walking into a meeting just raring to go to tell them why your print journal is the best print journal. Um, but when you do all those things and help them with uh, develop custom content and distribute them or, or, or help plug your ad tech into their marketing tech stack, um, the, the conversation can really start with uh, what is your problem? And then in those conversations, uh, I, I see Matt's sales team pivot to sort of really focus the conversation on the, the solution we have in our portfolio that best addresses that problem. I would also say beyond sort of solving any one problem, the world is changing so fast. Uh, the the regulatory environment is is changing really fast. The techno the technological environment is changing really fast in terms of how the big tech platforms, the device makers, the the browser uh, makers are changing how ads can interact with users. Uh, those partners are also looking for a company with uh, or a partner with the resources and the flexibility to kind of help them navigate through all those changes, whether it's a brand or an agency, it's helped me feel reassured that as, as the world gets turned upside down over and over and over again, you guys are going to help me evolve, not only in the whatever the specific solution we're talking about now is, but as my, as my problems change, uh, you're going to be there uh, to uh, help me address them. Which actually leads nicely into our last question, but it is a very big question. Both of you touched on this already, certainly. You know, looking towards the rest of 2021 and beyond, you know, what are some of the opportunities that Helio can help medical marketers take advantage of? Um, you know, what are some of the opportunities that are going to be there based on some of the changes we've discussed earlier in this conversation? Yeah, I think it goes back to something we talked about earlier and Zach really, really nailed is the fact that the first party relationship, I think is going to become increasingly important. And, and I think as an organization that has decades-long relationships with our users, the ability to engage in a trusted, credible way with a brand that they're comfortable with, you know, allows us to work on behalf of our clients to deliver those engagements, you know, extract the data, provide analytics on top of what impact the effort is having on on what message they're trying to disseminate, what behavior they're trying to impact. So I, I, I think. The idea, again, of, of having that relationship, owning that connection, owning that understanding of what their needs are is going to be really, really, really important as we go forward. And we're thankfully in a, in a, in a good spot with respect to you know, the amount of first-party data that we have, and, and that continues to grow for us on, on a daily basis. So I, I think I would lean to first-party relationships being really important into the future. What do you think, Zach? Same, uh, same question, the old uh, crystal ball one. Uh, I'm more the uh, operational implementer to Matt's big idea. And, and so following on that idea, well, how does a 
partner leveraged Helios first party data. Uh, and so my team is working really hard with those partners to plug them into Heliolytics where they can leverage our first party data and then activate it at the channel on the channel of their choosing, right? So we want to use your relation, ride on your relationship with the physician uh, and the permission they've given you to deliver this message at this place and then help us with the reporting back. So our, our tool doesn't replace their entire marketing stack or their entire ad stack, but it works with it and allows them to tap that in, tap into it. So it's, it's the same idea. It's just Matt thinks of the very big strategic benefit. And then uh, I'm, I'm working with the team that's working on the implementation. Um, you know, last year was very much the storm. Um, this year, we're probably still in it, but at least we can see our way out of it. Are you optimistic? Are you hopeful for the rest of 2021? I, I am. I mean, I think the second half um, of 2021 will look a lot like uh, 2020, meaning, you know, the challenges we faced as an industry are not going to go away. You know, thankfully, the vaccines have arrived and, and, and people are getting vaccinated at a good rate. But I, I think the the same challenges will exist due to the restrictions and the social distancing and the travel. What I am excited to look forward to is what 2022 looks like. I mean, where does telehealth play a role you know, have we figured out how to, to use digital in an effective way to educate and train providers? I mean, all these things, to Zach's point before, we were forced to pivot to very quickly last year and continue into this year. Um, I think some of those will stay and stick and some will not. And I think I'm, I'm really excited from the perspective that I think digital and reaching healthcare providers played a really, really critical role. In, in what was a very difficult time, you know, and just to digress, I mean, we've had a COVID-19 resource center on Helio from, from starting in March or February of last year, you know, close to 1600 pieces of content were produced by, by the editorial and news team. I mean, that's meaningful information that our users needed. And the only way they would have gotten it and did get it was the email and digital and and mobile. So I'm proud about the role you know, that, that we played. And I'm very curious and really optimistic to see where we go you know, into, into the future you know, and down to this year into 2022. Zach, from your perspective, same question. Um, are you optimistic? Um, are you looking forward to what's next? Yeah, um, I, I am. I, there's so much change that we're certain of. And, and, and I, I actually, I don't, I don't have complete visibility in terms of what the world as it relates to the, the technology side of our business is going to look like because all of our partners in the ecosystem is changing so fast. But having been being old enough to have lived through lots of disruption, you realize there's as much opportunity that comes out of these changes uh, as there is risk. And um, and and one great thing it, it being in a company where we do everything, right? Uh, whether it's in the offline world or the online world, whether it's targeting based on the persona of the user or contextually, um, we're, we're going to be ready to pivot to it. And, and I'm kind of one of these short attention span people who just also just enjoys the next challenge. And so uh, I think there's going to be lots of new challenges and opportunities. To that end, let's have another conversation soon when we're a little bit uh, further away from uh, the events of the last year and we can you know see how, see how many of the predictions came true, right? That would be Absolutely. great, Larry. Thanks so much for your time. We really, we really appreciate it this afternoon. Absolutely. That was Thank you, Larry. Matt and Zach Gursky from Helio. Um, it was a great conversation. Many thanks for listening. I'm going to come back soon for another one. This is Larry Dobrow for the MMNM podcast. Be well.